The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. The Week 4 Review episode of the Bears Talk Underground is brought to you by MyBookie. You know what, guys? The truth is, who you're betting on is just as important as who you're betting with, and that's why I'll tell people to bet with MyBookie. Trust me, guys, they are the best bet you have this season. They've been in business for years, they have great reviews online, and their mobile site is so easy to use. I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me, and they have been good to me. They are my very first sponsor. That's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win, they pay. They have in-game live betting, over-unders on fantasy points scored, and the most rewarding player perks in the business. And right now, my bookie is being slammed with new bettors and wants to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern, they will give you an additional $25 in free play on deposits over $100. I mean, how can you beat that? Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use the promo code BEARS25 to activate the offer. Visit MyBookie online today. That's MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use the promo code BEARS25 when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. And if you're willing to hold out until after 7 p.m. Eastern, you can get that extra $25 free by using the promo code BEARS25. It's up to you guys. I don't know, but uh, I would wait until uh, whoops, Sunday night games getting ready to kick off here as I'm getting ready as I'm recording this. Wait until the game kicks off. Go ahead and make your deposit and get that extra money. It's uh, the best way to do it. My bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. This week on the Bears Talk Underground. With an early buy on the horizon, our beloved were determined to head into the break on a high note. But first, they had to bottle up the NFL's top-ranked offense in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and hope that the offense would be able to generate enough points to get the W. Could the Bears contain the Bucks' offense, or are they still searching for answers? All of this plus bear up and bear down on the Week 4 review episode of The Bears Talk Underground. You know, in recent Bear fandom, it has been rare that we get to enjoy a victory like the one that we got to enjoy yesterday. And, uh, you know, it's uh, it's an unfortunate thing, but uh, it's unfortunate that these don't come, haven't come along very often. But yesterday was a whole lot of fun. What's going on, everybody? Larity back for the week four review episode of the Bears Talk Underground. And, um, you know, uh if if you'd have told me, if you you would have allowed me a glimpse into the future, only and only telling me what the final score of the Bears Bucks game was going to be, and I had learned that the score was going to be forty eight to ten, I have no doubt whatsoever that uh, I would have the that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers would have won the game, because going into the football game, who was more likely to put up forty eight points? and only score 10. Uh, you know, after struggling to score 16 points against the Arizona Cardinals last week, um, needing the defense to score over 20 in the first two games against Green Bay 
in Seattle, if not for defensive touchdowns, though we don't we don't crack twenty in either of those games, you know. And then, like I said last week, we didn't get a defensive touchdown, and we could only manage sixteen. So if if you got a glimpse into the future and you you know w- weren't told who was gonna who was gonna win the game, but that the final score was gonna be forty eight to ten, you would have put all of your money on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's just no doubt. This is a team that racked up exactly that amount of points week one against the New Orleans Saints and then uh, has, uh, you know, put up big points against uh, Philadelphia and then again last week against Steel- uh, the Steelers in a uh, in a losing effort. So, I mean, and it would have been a pretty safe bet as well. So, I mean, that's the thing that's kind of crazy about what happened uh, yesterday. So, um especially with with who it was that we could attribute it all to i mean if and and then you know let's think again if you were told that the bears were going to score 48 points how many of those points do you think would have come from the defensive side or special teams you know think about the last time that the bears beat somebody like this the first one that comes to mind was back in 2012 which was lovey's last year when we beat Tennessee, something like 52 to 20 or 52 to 10 or whatever the the score was. We had two or three defensive touchdowns in there. Uh, Brandon Marshall had three touchdown catches and, and things like that, but it was spread around. It wasn't a full-blown offensive explosion like the one that we saw yesterday, which featured our, our young quarterback that had yet to have his breakout game breaking out for six freaking touchdowns matching a franchise record that stood for nearly 70 years now so um it just just an outstanding effort from the from the offense a a, a great job of uh, of adjusting and uh making some changes uh this uh, this past week and um you know th- there's only really one one black eye well actually two now that i think about it um two black eyes on the uh, on the on the game um, one would be the uh, the way Jordan Howard was used. I mean, I know that 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 Tariq Cohen was was mainly was the focus. He was the the primary player uh, out of the backfield. That was obvious. He carried the ball um, thirteen times yesterday, more than Jordan Howard did. He also caught uh, what seven eight balls out of the backfield, and it was it was effective across the board. Basically. Tariq Cohen, along with Mitch Trubisky, could do no wrong yesterday. And that's not my beef. My beef is how Jordan Howard was used. Um, Not so much that he didn't get the amount of touches that he needed, because it's obvious we didn't need a 30-carry game out of Jordan Howard to win this football game. It was more so that every time Jordan Howard was given the football and uh, he was always running to the outside and... I love Jordan Howard. He's a fantastic running back, but he's not a guy that's going to beat you across, uh, you know, beat you around the edge and take the sideline or anything like that. Jordan Howard is that guy that you bang between the tackles and he's going to break for sun, you know, he's going to get the sunlight and then he's going to make it down the field and maybe make it to the sideline as he works his way through the defense. He's not going to be that guy that you can run the sweep with, and he's going to take the corner and, and bust it up the sideline. I've, I, and I can't recollect one time we've ever seen Jordan Howard do that. And, and it felt like you know he had 11 carries for uh, 25 yards yesterday, 
and that's uh, about two two point three yards of carry is what it ended up being for him. That's and and I can't recollect many times that he was given the football and and given the option of running between the tackles where he's where his strengths are. Um, you know, I I can remember he had he his long of the day was eleven yards, which means that he had ten other carries. He averaged eleven yards, fifteen yards. So he had a, and a so fourteen yards. So he averaged one point four yards a carry on the other ten carries that he had, you know, yesterday. And that's because there there were carries for loss and and things like that because they were for some reason they kept trying to get him to the outside. And, and and all of Jordan Howard's, not all of them, but, you know, most of them, the, the majority of them should be between the tackles, you know, r- looking for daylight and, and getting up into the second level. That's the runner that Jordan Howard is. So, you know, I concede that that's probably not what the game plan was. Uh, obviously, that's not what you do with Tariq Cohen, that little speedy bastard. You give him the ball and then he will get the corner, you know, get him to to to, to turn the corner and get around the edge. And, and work his way upfield. That's what Tariq Cohen does. That's not what Jordan Howard does. You know, they, we've, they've, we've given him that, that thunder and lightning moniker for a reason. You know, Cohen is the lightning, and he was 100% lightning yesterday. Uh, Cohen, uh, Jordan Howard is the thunder. You let him bang between the tackles. That's what Jordan Howard does. And we were trying to get him. He was like a fish out of water trying to get to the outside and, and turn the corner and, and, and get to the edge. Uh, and get to the sideline it's it's just not what Jordan Howard does so it was frustrating to watch that just about every time Jordan Howard got a chance to run the ball that that's what the Bears chose to do with it that that to me I thought was that was really the only frustrating thing that I saw on offense yesterday and then of course the other black eye would be on the defensive side and it really wasn't anything to do with how the defense performed or anything like that because we added four more sacks and three more interceptions uh to our um to our total uh, uh, yesterday, uh, it was the fact that uh, accidental or not, because I've only ever seen a, a wide shot of the of the actual incident, and that would be of uh, Akeem Hicks uh, making contact with an official that got him ejected in the second quarter yesterday. Not that we really needed him in the second half. We were up 35 points at halftime, but... Um, you know, get, getting himself tossed, uh, accidental or, or not, it, it didn't really look completely accidental to me, um, but I could see how he banged into the referee unintentionally or, or whatever the case may be. He got himself tossed, and, and the reason that that's frustrating is, is not so much that he got tossed from that game is that, you know, the NFL doesn't take these things lightly. A, a fine is coming no matter what, but can he be suspended? for our next game against Miami after the bye. That's what I'm more concerned with. So uh, hopefully we'll find that out later this week and um, we'll know the fate of uh, Akeem Hicks um, when we do our uh, first quarter review episode later this week with our good friend Lauren Cox. But, um, you know, that's the one thing that, that, that upset me more was not so much that, we, that, that Akeem Hicks got himself ejected but that he could also have gotten himself suspended for a game or two, um, you know, going forward. And we got two big games coming up right out of the bye. We got Miami, which is three and one right now. They finally lost their first game to New England yesterday. And then we got New England right after that. Those are two, uh, two big games. And we, we got four straight against the AFC East when we come back from the bye. And Miami and New England are the two best teams in that division. And we got them right off the bat 
when we come off the break. So we're going to need Akeem Hicks, especially in that New England game. That's for sure. Because I want Tom Brady's ass this time around. He's not going to put up another 50-burger on us, man. I'm not watching that happen. I want to smoke the Patriots. It's in Chicago. We got the horses to beat these guys, and I really want this game. I really want it. So anyway, what a performance from Trubisky, huh? I mean, <laughs> unbelievable just watching it uh, unfold. It was like watching uh, you know, Madden in, against rookie mode or something like that. It was crazy how easy it looked, how, how, much, how much fun it was. I can't remember the last time we had this carefree of a victory. Uh, against somebody and I've uh, been trying to think about it so it's it's been pretty amazing that uh, the Bears were just utterly dominant across the board uh, aside from a, a few big pass plays from uh, Fitzpatrick to Deshaun uh, Jackson early in the first half there was no fireworks no nothing out of the offense for the uh, Buccaneers and then switching to Jameis Winston in the second half did not provide uh, any kind of spark uh, to the offense, and they only managed a late touchdown in the fourth quarter when it was 45-3 to three, uh, already. So the uh, the offense and the defense uh, did its job. Um, Pat O'Donnell had a pretty easy day, only two punts that I can think of, and uh, Cody Parkey was on point with his kicks uh, as well. So, I mean, it was a great game across the board uh, for the Bears. So knee-jerk reactions fairly stress-free this time around as opposed to last week where the thing was in doubt all the way through I mean even going into the fourth quarter we were still losing we were down 14 to 13 and and all the rest of that stuff it looked like we we had a firm grasp and, and taking control of the game and so on and so forth but it was in doubt until the clock struck zero against the Cardinals last week this time it was never in doubt for the Bears 14 to nothing after one 38 to three after two it was a breeze. So let's go ahead and get to these knee-jerk reactions. And, uh, I mean, it was fun to watch the game and even more fun to be able to recap a game that, that uh, you know, at first glance had no flaws. Knee-jerk reaction, first quarter, Bears and Bucks. And stop me if you've heard this before. It's been all Bears in the first quarter. We had three offensive drives, two touchdowns, resulting in two touchdown passes from Mitch Trubisky, a big 39-yard reception from Trubisky to Burton on the first drive. Um, it was a uh, – the defender fell down, and Burton was so wide open, all he had to do was catch the ball. That's it. All he had to do was catch it. He comes down with it, bears up 7 nothing. Then that offense of the Buccaneers – was three and outs on the first drive. Second drive, I think they got one first down, maybe two before they had to punt. We've already sacked uh, Fitzpatrick, who was the starter today, as we thought he might be. Um, and then on this third drive here, uh, to close out the uh, first quarter, uh, a big pass play from uh, from Fitzpatrick to Deshaun Jackson got the Bucks deep in Bears territory. We just shut him down on third and five from about the 20, so we're going to start the second quarter with a field goal attempt. 
Um, otherwise, the defense has been outstanding thus far. Uh, Kevin Tolliver uh, is earning a bear up as we speak. He's an undrafted rookie free agent doing a good job uh, out there in, in pass protection, uh, as, as same as pass defense, if you want to call it that, same as Kyle Fuller uh, at the moment. And uh, we're doing a great job uh, shutting down this high-powered offense. Now, because they are high-powered, we still got to be careful and look out for the big play like the one we had, uh, the one we gave up to Deshaun Jackson. We got to limit that kind of thing and force the Buccaneers to methodically move their way down the field, thus taking up more time and uh, playing into the Bears' hands. But, um, you know, the second touchdown drive was a beautiful thing. It was a good-looking drive capped off by a, by a pass from Trubisky to Allen Robinson, his first as a Bear. We're up 14 to nothing, guys. We couldn't have asked for a better start. Uh, we start the second quarter. Um, the Bucks will be attempting the field goal to see if they can make it a 14-3 to game. And um, it's just basically just keep doing what you're doing, and we'll be more than fine when this thing uh, strikes zero at the end of the fourth quarter. <laughs> So one level of caution, you know, the the whole, um, you know, keep an eye out for the big play because Tampa Bay is more than capable of producing uh, plays like that. And that's the one thing that 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 I had fear of going into it was that, um, you know, the Bears in the first few games had had shown themselves vulnerable to plays like that uh, with Deshaun Jackson. And because it was about a 50 yard play, if not more, that got the Jackson down and the Buccaneers down inside the red zone there but uh you know in the end it was uh it was okay the bears held they they gave up that field goal attempt and it's 14 to 3 pretty much uh we can just say the first quarter score was 14 to 3 because we were about five seconds in to the second quarter when that field goal went through the uprights and um you know it was just um that was the one thing that i was worried about was that the bucks are capable of doing that and that the Bears were vulnerable to things like that, and could the afternoon go sideways if they if the Bucks found a weakness and and decided to exploit it? Well, unfortunately for them, aside from one more big pass play to Deshaun Jackson later in the second quarter, that was about it for the fireworks offensively for the Buccaneers. I mean, they just um, the offensive line was horrible uh, against the Bears. I mean, we put pressure on them all over the place. Khalil Mack, another strip sack uh, in there. The Buccaneers ended up getting it back, but four games, four strip sacks, unbelievable. Uh, even uh, John Gruden in his victory press conference, the Raiders finally won a game on Sunday, said out loud, Khalil Mack got another strip sack. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, that guy was, uh, you know, apparently put on this earth to ruin John Gruden's life because uh you know not only has it been so difficult for the Raiders to to win a game but uh he's constantly reminded of the quote-unquote mistake that he made uh before the beginning of the season and um it's it's one where you know he traded away the the leader in the clubhouse as far as who is the defensive player of the year right now could anyone make anything close to another argument that it's not Khalil Mack I mean, don't don't even tell me who the other candidates are. Just tell me it's not Khalil Mack. That should be your argument. Tell me why it isn't Khalil Mack. Don't tell me who else it is. Tell me why it isn't Khalil Mack right now. Because it is. After four weeks, nobody's playing better. No one's had a bigger impact on his team or anything like that. I mean, he's on the short list for MVP of the league. Screw Defensive Player of the Year. 
this is a guy that's on the short list, probably behind guys like, uh, I don't know, like Jared Goff and, and Patrick Mahomes for MVP of the entire league right now. That's the kind of start that he's had for us. It's been unbelievable uh, what he's been doing uh, so far. But, um, you know, so we had that one word of caution in the uh, in the first quarter knee-jerk reaction just because it was only two touchdowns. And, um, you know, unfortunately, uh, we as an offense have not been able to be consistent and, you know, put up a constant stream uh, of points. And, and little did I know that by the time the second quarter was over, any worry of big plays and, and, uh, or anything like that would be uh, alleviated and this game would be well in the bag before uh, the, the halftime gun went off. Knee-jerk reaction to the Bears and the Bucks after the second quarter. And if we thought things were going well after one, we are in hog heaven after the first half completes. It's 38-3, to three, guys. When's the last time the Bears scored 38 points? This is bananas. Trubisky has five, count them, five touchdown passes in the first half, which is two and a half times more than he had coming into this game. He's got passes to uh, Robinson, uh, Cohen, uh, Bellamy. That's right, Josh Bellamy. He even caught it with his hands and not his body. Unbelievable. Trey Burton and uh, Taylor Gabriel. I mean, five touchdown passes in the first half. This is the first time I just saw a tweet since 1949 that a Chicago Bears thrown five touchdown passes in a game. Trubisky just did it in the first half. Uh, the defense is, is doing really well. We're going to be a little shorthanded, possibly for the next game as well, because uh, after Eddie Jackson intercepted the Bucks' best chance at a touchdown uh, it, late in the second quarter, uh, ending a very promising drive by the Bucks. Um, Akeem Hicks got in, got mixed up with another player and ended up shoving an official and got himself thrown out of the game. So no Akeem Hicks for the second half of this football game. We'll see how big of an impact that has. Um, and to tell you the truth, Ryan Fitzpatrick isn't playing badly or anything like that. Things It's just not going Tampa Bay's way. That's pretty much all there is to it. So I don't I wouldn't be surprised if we saw Jameis Winston out there, uh, considering it's a 35-point deficit they have here at the half. This is completely different from the deficit they had last week against Pittsburgh because the deficit was self-inflicted. Three or four turnovers in that second half resulting in all those points for the Steelers. This is just the Bears doing whatever. The, I mean, the Bears have just dominated, flat-out dominated the first half. Trubisky can do no wrong, knock on wood, here in the first half. He's, I think, like 16 of 20 or some, something bananas like that for 250 and five touchdowns in the first half. And he's drawn the Buccaneers offside three times with his hard cadence at the line of scrimmage. So everything, everything, and then every Thing again going the Bears way except for Akeem Hicks getting himself tossed we'll see how it goes in the second half I'm uh, thinking that the Bears may just want to coast with a 35 point lead uh, I hope they stay aggressive at least in the third quarter and then coast in the fourth we'll see how it goes from here but uh, it's looking to be a pretty good Sunday well there you have it you know second quarter 24 points put up by the team three more touchdown passes from Trubisky and actually, that touchdown drive that ended with the Taylor Gabriel shovel pass uh, for the touchdown 
could have actually ended a play or two earlier if uh, if Taylor Gabriel gets a better block on his man. Uh, Trubisky could have run it in from about thirty yards out. Um, he uh, he you know scrambled up the middle or you know broke the pocket, scrambled up the middle kind of thing, and it was nothing but green grass in front of him. Taylor Gabriel gets in front of his guy but doesn't get enough of him to slow him down, and he's the guy that ran Trubisky out of bounds. If he gets a better block or you know even just a second, if he gets in, if he stays in his way for one more second, Trubisky runs it in from about thirty yards out, but it wasn't to be. And then uh, Gabriel got his first touchdown uh, catch. Uh, it you know technically it was a forward pass. He he got the it was a weird formation, not so much a weird formation, but odd in the fact that both Chase Daniel and Trubisky were in the backfield together. So I guess people were thinking maybe some kind of Philly special type play where, um, you know, Trubisky gets the snap, hands it off to Daniel, and then kind of goes out for a pass and Daniel throws it somewhere. Instead, Daniel was a decoy of all things um, because uh, Taylor Gabriel kind of did a almost like a jet sweep type thing. Trubisky got the snap and then literally just lobbed it forward to Gabriel as he was running by. He goes into the end zone for the uh, – for the touchdown so um you know the main thing that we wanted from the bears in the third quarter in the second half was to stay aggressive do not ease up we, you know I, I didn't you know hear me mention it towards the end there of the uh, knee-jerk reaction that um i hope the bears don't coast at least not until the fourth quarter when the you know when when the buccaneers are just flat out running out of time and um was happy to see that coming out in the third quarter the bears did not coast uh, they did put another touchdown on the board. They did stay aggressive, even with uh, Winston in the game, you know, looking to try to provide a spark in this football game. The Bears got after Winston. They sacked him a couple of times, forced an interception on his first possession uh, out on the field. You know, Khalil Mack, once again, uh, he was the one that brushed Winston's arm as he was throwing it back, causing it to do this moonball thing and just float up there. And Danny Trevathan falls underneath it for, what, his third interception? Something like that uh, so far uh, this year. And, um, you know, the Bears uh, capitalize, and uh, they're up 45-3 to three at the end of, uh, of three. It was, uh, you know, it's, it, it's really in – I'm in really kind of like pinch-me mode right now because I still can't believe um, the game went the way it did. You know, I, I believed the Bears could do it. Um, you know, if you'd have told me 58 points were going to be scored in this game, then the Bears somehow won 31 to 27 or something like that. There's no way, um, you know, or if you told me the over under was 58, I'm taking way under, uh, you know, cause I'm planning on the Bears winning and, and winning a, you know, 20 to 17 game because the, the, the defense did its job and the offense did just, just enough to, to win, uh, kind of thing. And instead, it was uh, <laughs> it was all Bears, ninety nine point nine percent of the football game. So it was uh, it's those those games are fun to watch. You know, they absolutely are, especially in a matchup like this one, where um, you know it was a, a much bigger matchup than we anticipated going into uh, the season. And uh, you know, looking into it, there was a good chance the Bears could lose this game. The Buccaneers are definitely talented enough to beat us. But uh, Nagy and Trubisky were having none of it. And after three quarters, we had a 42-point lead 
heading into the fourth quarter, just looking to get out healthy. Knee-jerk reaction, the Bears and the Bucks after three. The Bears still firmly in control of this football game. Mitch Trubisky has added a sixth touchdown pass, a second to Taylor Gabriel after another good drive from the offense, making it 45-3 to three going into the fourth quarter here. Um, Jameis Winston did start the second half at quarterback, and in his first drive was um, had his arm brushed by, or is this Ford is the second? Maybe it was his second drive. Whichever it was, first or second drive, got his arm brushed by Khalil Mack as he was throwing the ball, floats up in the air, picked off, I believe, by Trevathan. I think it was Trevathan, now that I'm thinking about it. But nonetheless, it, it was Trevathan. Uh, that resulted in the Bears' touchdown. Uh, the pass from uh, Trubisky to Gabriel was about a three-yarder. Bears up 45-3. to three. Um, Right now, uh, the, the Bears are doing a great job of, of holding the Buccaneers in place. They shut them out again uh, in the uh, third quarter. So uh, the Bucks are, are in Bears territory. Um, a bogus pass interference call on Tolliver extended this drive on third and ten. We'll see what goes on from here. We finally sacked Winston. One of those things about this guy that he loves to move around in the pocket. He loves to scramble, so he is extremely tough uh, to bring down because he's also a big quarterback as well. But um, nonetheless, it's a 42-point lead heading into the final frame. I uh, expect to maybe see a heavy dose of uh, Jordan Howard and maybe some short passes to keep the chains moving, get this game over with, get everybody out as healthy as possible going into this week five bye. But pending some miraculous uh, comeback or an enormous epic disaster, the Bears are going to be 3-1 and one after the next 15 minutes are up. <laughs> and so it was to be the bears did finish off the buccaneers 15 minutes later unfortunately we did not get out completely healthy uh we lost sam acho for the year to a pectoral injury and and i'm guessing with the additions of uh of uh, aaron lynch and obviously of khalil mack we haven't seen much of uh sam acho uh out on the field you know aaron lynch would be the first guy off the bench um as far as giving a breather to um uh, Leonard Floyd and uh, Khalil Mack are starters. Um, I'm guessing it probably happened on a special teams play. Uh, that's where, where Acho, uh, you know, has kind of earned his keep the last few years uh, and, and what have you. And uh, it's unfortunate. He's uh, definitely one of those guys that you're a big fan of. Um, you know, a great team player. The players love him. Uh, and the fans love him as well. Unfortunately, he's not going to be playing for the rest of the year with that torn pectoral muscle he was put on on injured reserve. Uh, earlier uh, today so you know it's it's fortunate that uh, it's not a huge loss uh, for the Bears but uh, you know more so probably an effect in the in the locker room more so than than anything that could be done uh, or that anything that be lost on the field uh, you know Sam Macho is uh, definitely one of those guys that uh you know, despite his status, is definitely like a, a leader. You know, he's uh, somebody that the guys respond to. Uh, kind of reminds me of uh, an Anthony Adams kind of guy when he played defensive tackle for the Bears. Maybe started occasionally. Was you know would come off the bench going you know coming behind uh, guys like uh, Tommy Harrison, 
uh, and whatnot. But he was just one of those guys that that you know the ritual every week when Spice was on the team was that he would do this this dance before the game, you know, to get the team uh, riled up. He was known for it, and but he's no star on the field as far as you know being the guy that you got a game plan for or anything like that. And that's kind of what Sam Acho is right now. He's not that guy that you have to game plan for. He's not that guy you have to worry about. He's a good football player, and he will make plays, and he's going to be missed. But um, I think his impact is bigger as far as on the field, or, or excuse me, off the field between this, uh, you know, on the sidelines and in the locker room. One that he can still fulfill, um, but um, you know, it's different when you're not wearing the uniform and you can't get out there uh, with your guys. So, any player who spent any time on the injured list will tell you that, you know. So it's unfortunate that uh, he'll be done. Uh, for the year but I'm sure that he'll still be around the team and uh, doing whatever he can to help out because he's that kind of guy but um, yeah so unfortunately we did not come out completely unscathed and uh, we'll be missing Sam Acho for the remainder of the year so fourth quarter knee-jerk reaction basically just confirming and uh, you know confirming that the Bears did in fact hang on Uh, they did not blow a 42-point lead in the fourth quarter actually added another uh, uh, at another score, making it 48 points uh, to close the thing out and head into the bye on a three-game winning streak when, you know, in all actuality, guys, we should be 4-0 uh, right now. But uh, didn't work out that way, and, and we'll get Green Bay back later on this year. We're, we're going we're gonna to get Aaron Rodgers all the way when he comes to Soldier Field in December. He's a dead man, that's for sure. But... Um, <laughs> Fourth quarter knee-jerk reaction, pretty much just uh, just closing it down as the Bears uh, enjoy their their most, in, you know, as we as Bear fans, the most enjoyable victory we've gotten to watch in quite some time. Knee-jerk reaction to the Bears and the Bucks after the fourth quarter, and it's a final. The Bears win it 48-10 to over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. An outstanding effort from Trubisky. Tariq Cohen, Taylor Gabriel, um, just a fantastic uh, offensive effort. The one we've been waiting to see uh, from this football team, the one we've been you know, kind of salivating over since all of these signings started to come during free agency. So very good to see the offensive line was great all day. I mean, not so great in the running game. I mean, when, when Jordan Howe was on the field, all of a sudden we just we couldn't block. It was very much kind of like if you guys have you know been with me a while, it's like the, the offensive line back in the day always knew how to block for Matt Forte, but poor Chester Taylor gets out there and it's negative three, negative two, caught at the line of scrimmage, that kind of thing. So that's what it was it, that's what it kind of felt like today. Whenever Tariq Cohen was running the football, wide open lanes, everything was good to go. Jordan Howard gets in there, and there are 14 guys on the Tampa Bay Buccaneer defense all of a sudden flying all over the place and shutting them down. But that was about the only thing that didn't right, quite click for the Bears on offense today. The Bears on defense, another outstanding effort, holding the number one offense in football to 10 points, and I'm guessing not a whole lot of yards uh, on top of that. Had some more turnovers in there. I think we got about four or five sacks again. Um, and Aaron Lynch, Mr. Sandy Vagina himself, with an interception to end the defense's uh, dominance of this football game. So 
for better or for worse, we got a bye week next week. After a week like this, the last thing I want this team to do is take a break. But nonetheless, we head into the bye, and then we got four straight games against the AFC East, and we'll see how that all turns out. But uh, the Bears are 38-point winners, 48-10 to over Tampa Bay, heading into a week five bye. And 3-1, uh, and one, at least going to stay on top of the NFC North while we're on our break. <laughs> fun being the fan of a first place team isn't it i uh, i could definitely uh get used to it and uh if we get any performances that even remotely look like the one we had uh yesterday first place is where we're going to stay because uh the rest of the division i mean green bay had a shutout victory yesterday uh the vikings fought the rams all the way to the end uh the lions on the other hand i mean they went toe-to-toe with the cowboys but the cowboys are the cowboys are not a very good football team uh this year so I, I i fear that the lions might not be uh and i fear that for the lions and their and lion fans i'm salivating over it as a bear fan i can't wait for uh for those uh, two games against the lions in 13 days uh coming up later on this year when they come to visit soldier field and we eat matt stafford for lunch and then uh you know eat him for thanksgiving a few days later uh, after that so uh kind of looking forward to that stretch now but um you know the bears are appear to be the best team in the nfc north at the moment um if not for a miraculous half of football out of aaron Rodgers week one the bears are sitting four and oh right now and way up in the power rankings uh if you ask me so i mean uh, i haven't seen can't wait to see what the new power rankings are going to look like tomorrow after this monday night game uh concludes to see if kansas city will still be on top of it um, and they're currently tied right now with the uh, with the Broncos. So we'll see where the Bears shake out and when the new power rankings come out, because that's going to be a thing now. If the Bears uh, keep uh, playing the way they are, you know, the Bears are going to make some top 10 lists. I mean, after a game that they had against Tampa Bay, they're going to jump up the board huge. And finally seeing that big game from Trubisky, if the Bears don't make a big jump, then it's because they don't think the Bears are capable of doing it again. That yesterday was a fluke that Tampa Bay just had a bad day, or they weren't as good a football team as they advertised themselves to be the first two weeks of the season. That would be why people won't give the Bears their due after this week. So we'll see how it all uh, how it all shakes out there. But you heard me mention the one thing that didn't click on offense was Jordan Howard, and I, I kind of referenced it being that old, uh, the offensive line blocks like you know machines for, uh, for Matt Forte, uh, you know, becomes a swinging gate when Chester Taylor gets out there. After getting a second look at it, it looks more like what I said earlier in the show, which was we were just using Jordan Howard incorrectly. You know, we were trying to get Jordan Howard, the between the tackles runner, outside the tackles for some reason. We kept trying to get him to do sweeps, and and I and I and I also concede that that some of those uh, lost plays uh, for Howard were maybe they were trying to get to the outside or get to between the tackles but they ended up trying to bounce it to the outside because the lanes weren't there. So, you know, the Bucks aren't that bad. Uh, you know, the Bucks are actually a good run defense team. Uh, so maybe that's what it was there. But you get Jordan, you get Cohen the football, and he is that little speedy guy that gets to the outside, which is the one thing that makes him such a dangerous punt returner is that the next time, you know, next, next week or the week after when we play Miami and we get some punts out of those guys, Notice that every time Cohen gets the football, he manages to turn the corner almost every single time. He gets the football. He tries to follow his blocking. 
he gets to the outside almost every single time. You know, he gets to the outside, he'll turn that corner. Sometimes he's turning the corner to get out of bounds, but he almost always turns the corner. And when you do that, you are opening yourself up to being able to do some serious, serious damage to the punt return team, you know, to those guys trying to tackle you. If you turn the corner and start running downhill, you're the most dangerous man on the field. And Tariq Cohen manages to do that just about every single time. Sometimes he just flat out runs out of real estate and has to go out of bounds. But it's very, very seldom that you see Tariq Cohen getting tackled in the middle of the field. He almost always makes it to the outside and turns the corner and then gets forced out of bounds or something like that. That's where Cohen does all of his damage. You get him to the outside, you know, that that space between the numbers and the sidelines and watch out. You know, he smoked the Buccaneers a couple of times uh, running wheel routes uh, out there. As a matter of fact, that last touchdown uh, that Trubisky threw to Taylor Gabriel really should have ended, a, you know, a couple of plays earlier uh, when when Cohen or when Trubisky just nailed Cohen uh, down the sideline. He just ran out of bounds. He stepped out of bounds at about the three or the four yard line uh, instead because there was nobody in front of him. He was not going to get tackled if uh, if Cohen can manage to keep himself in bounds. It's a touchdown. It is a touchdown. So, um, you know, he did some serious damage to Tampa Bay uh, yesterday. So but, um, you know, like I mentioned in the knee jerk reaction, it just looked like the O-line isn't blocking for him or for Jordan Howard. It's more like it was before. We're just we're trying to get Jordan Howard to the outside. Uh, for some reason, that's just not what Jordan Howard's uh, strengths are. Get in between the tackles, let him find the daylight, get to the second level, and do his damage there. So that's what Jordan Howard does. So hopefully we'll see some more of that going forward against uh, Miami, and especially I want to pound New England into the ground. I don't give a damn we throw one pass against New England. I want to dominate the New England Patriots physically when we play them. I want Jordan Howard to run the ball 40 times for 300 yards and just punish the Patriots and that's what I would like to see but uh, we know that's not gonna it's not gonna go down like that but it would be awesome if it did so anyway 48 to 10 winners our beloved are on a three-game winning streak for the first time since winning the first three games of the 2013 schedule for Mark Tressman in his debut uh, as head coach of the Bears um, and we're on we're in first place for the first time since like what the second to last week of the 2013 season uh, before we choked our ass and lost against the Packers in Week 17. Goddamn Chris Conti. But uh, <laughs> you deserve to be on IR. You suck. But uh, I'm not bitter about it. I, I don't think about it every night and wake up screaming or anything like that. Anyway, so that will close the book on the Week 4 review. And uh, we will move on once again to everybody's favorite segment, Bear Up, Bear Down. You know, guys, uh, my bookie is currently being slammed with new betters and wants to give everyone the best service possible. If you're willing to make a deposit after 7 p.m. Eastern, they'll give you an additional $25 in free play on deposits over $100. Join now, and my bookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. So not only do you get an extra $25, they'll match whatever you put into the account. Use promo code BEARS25 to activate the offer. Visit my bookie online. That's my bookie, M Y B O O K I E. And don't forget to use the promo code BEARS25 when creating your account to claim up to $1,000 in free play. So it's up to you guys. 
Go ahead and uh, use the promo code. Get the extra cash after 7 p.m. Eastern. You play, you win, you get paid by my bookie. So here we go with the bear up and bear down. And as uh, our good friend Tim Sanchez correctly predicted, we only have one bear down uh, this week. And um, it does unfortunately belong to one of my favorite players on the team, and that's Akeem Hicks. Um, got himself ejected from the football game, had a sack in the game, was uh, was being his regular old dominant self, and then either um, was the victim of unfortunate circumstances or an idiot and shoved an official and got himself tossed. And the big negative there is that it could quite possibly get him suspended for uh, one game, maybe two, if the NFL is in a bad enough mood and, and finds his uh, conduct extreme enough. Uh, to suspend him so we could lose him for two very important games we have coming up after the bye the two best teams in the AFC East are waiting for us after this bye week in Miami and New England and I want Akeem Hicks on the field for both of them not just one of them so um, bear down to to Akeem Hicks that was a mistake that uh, you know it's just foolish it's it's like when uh, when you see guys uh, you know shoving and and pushing and, and you know swinging at each other and everything the referee never catches the first guy. He always catches the second guy. You never want to be the second guy. If somebody hits you, do not hit him back because you know what happened? The referee didn't see the first one. Nine times out of ten, the referee didn't see the first one. He just caught something out of the corner of his eye. He turns his head, and what does he see? You hitting that idiot back, so he assumes it was you. You get the flag and quite possibly get tossed. You never want to be the second guy. So, uh, you know. Akeem Hicks was maybe the second guy and got himself busted and tossed out of the game and quite possibly a game or two after that as well. So fingers crossed that Akeem Hicks just gets fined because that's coming no matter what. And uh, hopefully they won't suspend him for any games because he hasn't uh, he's not a repeat offender or anything like that. He's not like Indomitian and Sue who's got the NFL on speed dial or as uh, you know, like the NFL's got his uh, account information. They can just take the money out of the account. That's how often Indomitian Sue has been suspended. So, but uh, that's our only bear down to Akeem Hicks and um, not in there for, for bad play or anything like that, but for making a mistake that, uh, that could affect the football team. So we got some bear ups. Let's see. How many did I write down? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eleven. 11. We got 11 bear ups. Uh, let's just uh, start randomly. Bear up to Bilal Nichols. Uh, this kid, you know, bear up to Ryan Pace because you drafted Bilal Nichols out of Delaware, of all places, in the fifth round, finding another one of those day three gems. This kid has been outstanding, you know, performed well in the preseason. And then, uh, you know, he's on the 53-man roster. He's on the 45-man game day roster. Or is it 40? It's 46 now. 46 guys that uh, get to play on Sunday. Stepped up in a big way after Akeem Hicks uh, was ejected. Uh, got a half a sack. Had some you know, tackles for loss in there uh, as well. He's been outstanding in these first four weeks, so I'm very proud uh, of, of Bilal Nichols and um, happy to, to, you know, to, to be able to put him on this list for this week. Uh, bear up, too. You know, I guess I'm going to have to stop calling him this because he's been playing well the last few weeks. But Mr. Sandy Vagina himself, Aaron Lynch, uh, playing well. He got a sack yesterday on on Jameis Winston, was was the guy that finally wrangled him down. Also had an interception. Aaron Lynch dropped into coverage and made an easy interception too. 
He just jumped up there and took the ball right out of the sky. And the next thing you know, he's running down the field with it. And, uh, you know, I think uh, today I will retire the moniker Sandy Vagina for uh, for Aaron Lynch because he's been playing. He's finally healthy and finally playing. And there we go. We're getting our money's worth out of this guy. So rest in peace to the funny moniker Sandy Vagina in reference to Aaron Lynch. He's just Aaron Lynch, number 99 from now on. Congratulations. So bear up to Aaron Lynch for his interception, his sack, and, and overall being, uh, being a good football player. It's working out so far uh, with Aaron Lynch. Uh, bear up to Trey Burton. Boy, this guy the last couple of weeks has really kind of been living up to what we hoped he was going to be. Uh, only two catches yesterday, but for 86 yards. So, you know, the 39-yarder for the touchdown, and he added a 47-yarder uh, later on that set up, I think, the, the Tariq Cohen uh, touchdown to make it 21-3 to uh, yesterday. But, um, you know, two catches for 86 yards, that's impact right there. Uh, bear up to Taylor Gabriel. Seven catches, 104 yards, two touchdowns yesterday, the little shovel pass, and then the three yards. I think both of his touchdowns were for three yards, but he managed 104 yards on the day. And you know what the difference was? Actually, we'll talk about that in a minute when we get to, obviously, Trubisky is on this list. When we get to Mitch, we'll talk about what happened. Uh, Bear up to Tariq Cohen, 13 carries, 53 yards, uh, seven uh, seven catches, 121 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, on the afternoon he ran the football like an animal yesterday was just every, he was a he was just a matchup nightmare for the Buccaneers uh, yesterday they could do nothing with him um, you know just an outstanding afternoon of football from him uh, bear up to Eddie Jackson yet another interception killing the most promising drive of the first half for the Buccaneers um, you know, they got a big pass play to uh, Deshaun Jackson. He got them deep into Bears territory again. And then uh, a play or two later, uh, Fitzpatrick served it up, and Eddie Jackson made a break on the football, makes the interception, kills the drive, and, you know, we go into, in, go into half only having given up a field goal against the number one offense uh, in pro football. So an outstanding job from Eddie Jackson getting it done once again. Bear up to, have we talked about Taylor Gabriel, Trey Burton, Matt Nagy. There we go, Matt Nagy. Outstanding job. Uh, Finally looked like the offensive genius that we had been advertised that we were going to be getting. Uh, You know, the matchups that he had the Bears, uh, you know, benefiting from uh, yesterday with uh, Gabriel and and Cohen, the two fastest guys on the team. Who knew that the Buccaneers were slow on defense because they were getting smoked by those guys all day long. You know, Trubisky only completed 19 passes yesterday. He completed 14 of them in Gabriel. So, you know, getting the job done uh, there. And, um, you know, aside from how they're trying to use Jordan Howard in the running game, or at least yesterday anyway, I got nothing but great things to say about Matt Nagy really turning things around with his play calling and and with his, uh, you know, scheming of, uh, you know, his offensive game plan against the uh, Buccaneers yesterday. Bear up to uh, Cody Parkey, two for two with his field goal attempts. He had a long of 50, and the other one was 47 yards. Those are not easy kicks to make, and he made them both look easy uh, yesterday. He's been an outstanding pickup for us. Um, you know, he, he's been uh, consistent, just missing that one field goal last week against Arizona, and uh, that's what we want. We want to uh, believe that the guy is going to put it through the uprights when he has to take the field, and uh, he is no Connor Barth. That is absolutely for certain. So let's see, who else is on this list? Bear up to Kevin Tolliver. You know, I mentioned it in the first quarter knee-jerk reaction, how well he was playing uh, early on. 
He did give up that big pass play in the second quarter to uh, Deshaun Jackson that set up the uh, – but that was the drive that ended in the interception from Eddie Jackson. Overall, you know, with Deshaun Jackson on one side, Mike Evans on the other side, uh, they had some matchup nightmares to worry about. And um, stepping up as an undrafted rookie free agent for the injured Prince of Mukamura did an outstanding job uh, for the Bears uh, yesterday. You know, the passing game was null and void for the Buccaneers as far as uh, generating any real trouble for the Bears uh, yesterday. Let's see. Am I forgetting anyone else? We got Lynch, Cohen, Gabriel, Burton, Tom Oliver Jackson. Okay, so our two main guys bear up to Khalil Mack. Another sack, another strip sack, forced another uh, turnover with uh, the the brushing of Jameis Winston's arm for the Danny Trevathan. Actually, Danny's not on this list. Bear up Danny Trevathan while we're talking about it. So what does that make? We, we were with Ryan Pace from 8-12, Danny Trevathan 13 uh, for this game. I wonder if that's a record. I wonder if it is. Maybe it is. Who knows? But, uh, you know, the guy's just been a monster. We talked about it earlier on about how he has to be – he is the discussion for defensive player of the year right now and on the short list for MVP uh, at the moment. And that's the, an, an outstanding, you know, just bananas impact that he's had on this football team since joining it. And then, of course, bear up to who? Mitchell Trubisky, the guy has uh, been, uh, you know, he hasn't had an easy go of it. That's for sure, man. He responded extremely well uh, yesterday. They were saying that that all week long in practice, this guy looked like he was in the zone uh, making throws and uh, just making it look easy uh, in practice, and it translated on the field yesterday. He was in complete command of everything that was in front of him, uh, had an outstanding afternoon, 19 of 26, 354 yards, six touchdowns, no picks, no turnovers, only sacked one time, a QB rating of 154.6 and 158.3 is a perfect score. So he was just short of that, uh, you know, being able to do that. Not to mention he matched Tariq Cohen as leading rusher of the football team with 53 yards on three carries. And like I said, if uh, Taylor Gabriel gets a better block on on the defender that uh, that he had, Trubisky walks in with a rushing touchdown from about 30 yards out. So wasn't meant to be because he was meant to throw six touchdown passes and not five uh, yesterday. But uh, nonetheless, an outstanding afternoon. And I don't know how many of you guys caught it last night, but I did join the Pewtercast guys on their live show last night. And when they asked me, you know, what the difference was on the offense, it was Mitchell Trubisky. Um, you know, obviously Matt Nagy had something to do with it as far as play calling and matchups and getting Tariq Cohen and Taylor Gabriel more involved. But, you know, the, the line on Trubisky from me going into the game was that he was either trying to force it into guys that weren't open or he was missing guys that were wide open. And yesterday he was making those throws, those that, that, you know, had a couple of throws to Taylor Gabriel yesterday, that those were the ones that he sent sailing over. Taylor Gabriel's head that could have been big plays, possibly touchdowns against Seattle and Arizona right off the top of my head. He didn't miss those throws yesterday. He had just the perfect amount of touch uh, to get those to Gabriel and, 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 and make those plays that we've been missing. You know, it's like it's all been there. Like we see it, and that's what's been so frustrating is that we see the opportunities, but we're not taking advantage of them because we're missing the throws. We're either missing the open guys or we're just missing the throws to those open guys. And that's why the Bears were having so much trouble offensively. Yesterday, Trubisky was finding those guys and he was hitting those guys. And really, the only throw that I can think of that Trubisky missed was a throw to Allen Robinson down the sideline. I think it was during the 
third quarter yesterday. If he puts it out in front of Allen Robinson, he hits him in stride, and it very well could have been a touchdown. Instead, he underthrew it just a little bit, and it got knocked away. Uh, it would have been a huge, big. It would have been a big play for Robinson, and uh, you know, possibly have been a touchdown uh, for him. But uh, instead, it was just a bit underthrown, and it got knocked away. If Trubisky nails that throw to Robinson, he hits him in stride, and you know, who knows what happens there. But uh, that was really the only one that I, that he missed, and it was more of a good defensive play on a short throw than uh, than anything else. It wasn't a bad decision or a bad throw. Trubisky really didn't make one make either of those yesterday, and that was the main difference. Was that he only completed 19 passes, but he completed six touchdowns in those 19 passes for 354 yards and six touchdowns. An outstanding afternoon from the young quarterback, and hopefully this was the breakout game. You know, I, I want this to be the rule, not the exception. Don't expect the kid to throw six touchdowns every single week, but I'm talking more about his his uh, his throws and his decision making. Hopefully, this is the Mitchell Trubisky that we get to know and love going forward, as opposed to the guy that just didn't quite seem like he was going to turn the corner and be the be that franchise guy that we want him to be. Uh, he made a big turn yesterday, and I'm proud of him. So. Uh, bear up to Mitch Trubisky and the other 12 guys who made the bear up list uh, this week. And that will do it for the week four review episode of Bears Talk Underground. We will be back on Thursday. We will do our first quarter review with uh, Lauren Cox, our good friend from uh, Locked on Bears and whatever uh, other accolades he's adding to his resume these days. He's a busy guy. Uh, but he will he'll be with us on Thursday. We will answer for those of you guys who've been following uh, who follow the Facebook group. Go to Bears Talk Underground on Facebook. Uh, one of our most loyal listeners, John C. Collins, asked me some questions a couple of weeks back. Uh, we're going to get those questions answered as part of the show coming up on Thursday. And then next Tuesday on October the 9th, Jeff Perlman, the author of the USFL book, um, Football for a Buck, The Crazy Rise and Crazier Demise of the USFL, and the author of the 2011 biography, Sweetness, about, you guessed it, Walter Payton, will be on the show uh, right in the spot where a week five review episode would have gone. We're going to spend that time talking to Jeff about the USFL and Walter Payton. I'm really looking forward uh, to doing that. So come back on Thursday for the uh, first quarter review as we head into our week five bye. And then the following Tuesday, our, our good, our, good uh, our friend uh, Jeff Perlman, our new friend, I should say, will be joining us to talk about the USFL and uh, share some sweetness stories with us as well. So that will do it for this week. Uh, come back on Thursday for the uh, first quarter review. And until then, my name is Larry D, and this has been the Bears Talk Underground. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. 
My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.